We're grateful for the presence of God in this house. Amen. I thank God the old saints used to sing a song, say, Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. And I told Satan to get thee behind. Because victory, what? Today is mine. I wish I had somebody that was bold enough. See, it, here's how I get concerned about the new church. Because the new church too scared of the devil to talk to the devil. But the old church understood that I can tell the devil what's about to go on in my situation. Have I got anybody in the house today that can say, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I didn't say tomorrow. I didn't say next week. I didn't say next month. Victory today is mine. I told Satan to get thee behind because victory today is mine. If you believe in God for victory, give God glory in the house today. If you know God can work it out for you, somebody give God a praise in the house today. I need you to praise God the kind of a praise that eclipses your mask so that the devil can hear that God has got victory in your life. Have I got somebody in here that can give God a praise so that the gates of hell start to shudder? Can give God a praise so that the demons know they got to lay hand off your children? Can give God a praise that your finances get right? Give God glory. Victory today is mine. Luke, the fifth chapter, the first verse. Reverend Doctor, y'all used to sing the song, I've got the victory over the enemy. Lord, have mercy. And the world can't do me no harm. God, have mercy. I'm sorry, I like the old church. Sometimes y'all get too newfangled for me. I've got the victory over the enemy and the world can't do me no harm. I, I believe in the power of affirmations and that's cute and that's night and I, I believe that in the morning you can look in the mirror and say I am cute, I am fine, I am strong, I am smart. I, I believe all that but sometimes I believe in the power of declarations as well, amen. There's a difference between an affirmation and a declaration. An affirmation is when you're trying to talk yourself into something. A declaration is when you're trying to let somebody else know what's about to happen. I've got the victory over the enemy. And the world can't do me no harm. Uh, Luke the fifth chapter, Luke the fifth chapter. Amen. Praise the Lord. Luke, the fifth chapter, the first verse. Luke, the fifth chapter, the first verse. I want to thank God. This is part two, uh, all the way from New Year's Eve. Amen. Amen. We tried to preach it on the first Sunday, and uh, God grabbed a hold of it and did an a exhortation out of it. Amen. Uh, and then we weren't here last Sunday, so this is the um, part two. Uh, of what the word the Lord gave for the house um, on New Year's Eve. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. 
He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything but Jesus, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Brothers and my sisters, I ask that you would uh, join me in a word of prayer as we share in this moment that is ours on the sermon subject, uh, I can't handle this by myself, part two. I can't handle this by myself. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I can't handle this by myself. Come on, let's look to the Lord God in Jesus' name. We do give you glory. We do give you praise. We thank you, God, for your hand and your power. We thank you, God, for the articulation of speech and the clarity, God, of communication. Now, God, in Jesus' name, grab a hold of this, your humble servant. Speak to me and through me, and we shall give your name the honor, the praise, and the glory. God, save somebody, heal somebody, deliver somebody, set the captive free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Amen. I can't handle this by myself. 1954, the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, a young preacher came uh, to become the new pastor by the name of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. 1954, the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in Montgomery, Alabama, Dr. King became their new pastor. Uh, it was at the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in, uh, in 1955 that Dr. King would end up uh, becoming the president of the Montgomery Improvement Association uh, because at that moment in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, that what happened was they decided to do what was called the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Uh, that the buses in Montgomery, Alabama were segregated. They were segregated and black people would have to go to the back of the bus. And so the people in Montgomery, Alabama decided that what they would do is they would boycott the bus system. They said that instead of us having to go to the back of the bus, instead of us being treated as second class citizens, we just won't give the bus company our money. They won't give the bus company our money and we will walk if we've got to. We will carpool if we've got to. That We will do whatever we have to do to make sure that we are not treated as second-class citizens and this young preacher, this young preacher uh, who had just come to Montgomery, Alabama uh, to be at the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church as their pastor ended up being the one that was put to the front. One of the reasons that people often say he was lifted up as the leader of this bus boycott in the Montgomery Improvement Association is because he was so new in town he had not had time to make enemies, amen, that all the other preachers in the region 
uh, had, had their own divisions. And in order to work all together, they said, let's take this young pastor, uh, this new pastor, and let him be the one in charge. And Dr. King ends up uh, starting uh, and being, being the president of the Montgomery Improvement Association, helping to lead the Montgomery bus boycott in 1954 out of the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. 1954, and here we are in 2023, and there is a holiday named after his birthday that on Monday, uh, that there's a federal holiday where people don't go to work, uh, and, and it all started, you saw the beginnings of it in 1954 at the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. Dr. King had no way of understanding. He was just there trying to do right at a brand new church he was pastoring. He had just come, he was new in town. He would just come, and he was trying to figure out how to be a new pastor at a new church and something happened in community, a moment happened that he had to step up into the middle of and now we find ourselves decades later celebrating the fact that that was one of the earlier moments of the civil rights walls of segregation not but the walls nation. We were able to see out of that the Civil Rights Act. We were able to see out of that the Voting Rights Act. That We were able to see out of that what God has been able to do down through the years. Now, I'm not saying that things are perfect here, but I am saying there was movement here because of what was happening in 1954 with a young pastor at the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. I want to help somebody because you've got to understand that what God is doing and when God is doing a move and when God is doing something significant, you often don't realize all that God is doing it when God is doing it. It looks small when God is doing it. It looks regular when God is doing it. It looks, looks like you're just doing the right thing when God is doing it. But oftentimes when God is doing something significant, God will do something significant with unlikely people in unlikely places. And it can be something that can spark not just a moment, but a movement. Uh, that most people might have thought that the Montgomery bus boycott was just going to be a moment. Some black folks just got fed up. Some black folks just got upset. But what God understood in the test of time was this was not just going to be a moment. It was going to be a movement. This was not just going to be about Dr. King showing some good leadership. But this was going to be him connecting with the people all over this nation and all over the world and sparking a movement that would stand the test of time. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I can't handle handle this by myself. Uh, 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 the, the scripture is, I can't handle this by myself. The topic is, I can't handle this by myself. Oftentimes, uh, that when I say I can't handle this by myself, oftentimes we will think about the negative. We will think about that I am overwhelmed because I've got so many bad things happening to me that I can't handle it by myself. But I told you, 2023 is going to be different for you. Amen, somebody here at Community of Hope. When we talk about I can't handle it by myself, it means that God's about to bless so much. God's about to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing I don't have room enough to receive individually and I need some folks to help me, good God Almighty, with all that God is about to pour out. Have I got somebody up in here that understands that Dr. King could not handle this by himself but he had to get connected to organizations to be able to do the work that he was going to have to do whether it was a Montgomery Improvement Association whether it was a SCLC that whatever he had to do, it had to be more than him because he did not have the capacity 
to handle all that God was about to do in him, through him, and for him. Somebody here, God is about to use you, and you don't have enough in you by yourself to handle all that God wants to do through you. But turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I can't handle this by myself. I, I, I need some help. And that's why God has said that in Community of Hope in 2023 that this is the year of we, that we're going to experience the power of we, that this is not about me, myself, and I, but this is about us. This is about we. This is about how we're going to do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to get this thing done. If you look at our scripture, what you will find is uh, that I believe that one of the first uh, times that we can really see the strength and the power of the we is here we have in this text, Jesus. Jesus is standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He's standing at the lake of Gennesaret and the people were crowding around him, the scriptures say. The people were crowding around him and he was at the water's edge and he realized he wanted to go and really teach them and so he saw a boat that was standing there that some fishermen who had been fishing all night long and hadn't caught a thing and he turned to a guy by the name of Simon Peter and said, a brother uh, can I go out in your boat? Just pull it out just a little bit because I want to talk to the people because everybody's crowded around the beach and they're too close up on me for them, everybody to be able to really hear and to get what I got to say. Simon Peter says, all right, cool, pulls him out. They go out in the boat a little bit. Jesus uses the boat as a stage and ends up speaking and teaching to all of these people and God blesses in a phenomenal way. He blesses the people and then he tells Simon, look, I, I, I want you to go out a little bit deeper. I want you to go out to the deep because I want you to toss out your nets and catch some fish. Simon says that, look, we ain't caught no fish all night long. This is what we do. We are fishers. We are fishermen. That we, we fish. And, and me and my crew, we've been fishing all night long and haven't caught anything. But he said, but because you said it, good God Almighty, uh, that, that I'm going to try it. Turn to your neighbor and say, if Jesus says it, uh, then it's time to go out in deep water. Amen. If Jesus says it, you might as well try it. It may not have worked ever in your life, good God Almighty. But if Jesus says now is the time somebody, God's about to speak a word to you and to tell you to try something. And I know you failed all your life at it. But God's going to tell you to try something. And I've come by to let you know if you'll just, what do you have to lose by trying it? What did Simon have to lose but getting the net sweat? Amen, somebody? What do you have to lose by trying it? That God's about to give you the business plan and tell you I know you failed in business time and time again. But it's going to be different this time. Go out and give it a try. What do you have to lose in trying a relationship again? I know everybody else broke your heart, but I've got somebody who's going to be in a relationship of mutuality and reciprocity, who's going to love you for you in the midst of all you've gone through. They're going to be able to love all the pain up off of you. Don't push them away, but let them on in because I sent them. What do you have to lose? by giving it a try. Here goes Simon. He says, if you say go out to the deep, I'm going to give it a try. He goes out to the deep and he drops the nets in the water. And the Bible says that they catch so many fish that he has to call his friends to come on out with their boat and to help because his boat couldn't handle all the fish. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I can't handle this by myself. That when I 
try it this time. God's about to open it up so much. I'm going to need somebody else to help me with what the God sends me. God had them good God Almighty send the other folks. The other boat, the partners came out and they used all their nets and the Bible says it was so many fish that both boats started to sink. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God's about to bless us exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. I wish I had a shouting church up in here that could receive the word of the Lord. I can't do this by myself. I can't handle this by myself and so there are a few things I believe that we can learn from this scripture if we're going to be able to understand how to handle this moment one of the first things I believe that you've got to understand about and we can learn from this scripture is don't miss the moment turn to your neighbor and say don't miss the moment now Reverend Bill what gets me uh, about this scripture is that when you look, the Bible says, uh, I just gave y'all the front end. I just gave y'all the, the, the preliminaries. Uh, but, but I believe that oftentimes we can miss the power of this text because we get so caught up uh, with the significance of the miracle. Uh, that, that we get so caught up with the numbers uh, that we can miss the power. Uh, we get so caught up with the fish uh, that we can miss the power. Uh, and, and that's what's happening in many of our lives. Uh, that God finally uh, starts to open some stuff up in new ways. Uh, and we get so caught up with the stuff uh, that we miss the larger moment uh, that God's trying to do in our lives. Uh, don't miss the moment. Uh, that here you you see Peter, as Simon says, that after they caught all those fish, it said when Simon saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. But Ian Hall, his companions were astonished at the catch of fish, Lord have mercy. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Let me help you here. The Bible says they caught all these fish. Uh, they're, they're weighing him down. They're weighing his friends down. Uh, it's the most amazing thing he's ever seen in his life. Uh, uh, but what Simon did not do uh, is get so caught up in the wrong stuff uh, that he missed the moment. Uh, uh, Simon uh, did not get so caught up in the fact uh, that they caught more fish than they ever had uh, that he started to try to figure out uh, who was going to have ownership over all the fish. Uh, uh, he didn't go uh, into a business meeting with them uh, to decide how they were going to split up the fish. He didn't go uh, and try to figure out uh, his distribution plan for the fish. There was more fish uh, than they had ever caught altogether. Uh, but he didn't get caught up, Lord have mercy, uh, on the fish. But the Bible says uh, he forgot the fish uh, and he worshiped Jesus. And I've come by to talk to somebody today uh, to tell you uh, that when God starts to do uh, what God's about to do in your life, uh, I don't need you to get so caught up in the stuff uh, that you missed the moment uh, that God was about uh, to shift the fabric uh, of Simon's life. Uh, and Simon was smart enough uh, to understand uh, that this ain't about no fish. Uh, but I need to worship the power. Uh, I need to understand uh, how much bigger uh, God is than me. Uh, and take a moment uh, to say, Lord, I thank you 
Simon said, I'm unworthy to be here by your side. And Simon caught a glimpse of the moment. I wish I had somebody in here that when God blesses you this time, you don't take the time to flex. You don't take the time to floss. You don't take the time to shop. You don't take the time to try to show everybody how you've got it going on. But you take the time to say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. You take the time to say, God, I thank you. God, you've been so good. God, I give you glory. Don't miss the moment. But the second thing is when you catch the moment, the moment can catch you. When you catch the moment, uh, when you look, here goes Simon, Simon, a sits there, and he tells Jesus, I'm a sinful man. Good God Almighty calls him Lord. And I'm a sinful man. Gives himself in submission to Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. See, because Simon caught hold of the moment the moment was able to catch hold of him. And he was able to find out that this moment was not about him fishing for fish, but this moment was to show him his new purpose and his new possibility and who he was going to become. I'm trying to help somebody here. You can get so caught up in what God is doing right now that you base your understanding of yourself on what's in front of you. See, Simon could have based his understanding of himself as being a great fisher and he would have missed the power that the moment was trying to show him because the moment when Jesus was trying to let him know that this is just something that catch your attention. This is not the totality of who you are. Yeah, I know you about to get paid like you've never been paid before. But it's not so you can get stuck on the fact that you got a little bit more money. But it's so you can get stuck on the fact that God's about to elevate you in ways you've never dreamt of or imagined. That God's trying to show you a new version of yourself. That God's trying to show you a new possibility of who you can be. That God's trying to show you a new example of what you're going to do. Don't you get caught up on the moment unless the moment can catch you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know what God's trying to do in your life, but I just know that God's got more for you than you can see for yourself. God tells Simon, right now you catch fish, but soon you're going to catch people. You're going to be a fisher of men. When you catch the moment, the moment can catch you. But the last thing I'll tell you is you've got to let it go and hold on to each other. Let it go and hold on to each other. 
then you look at the scripture. Jesus tells Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you fish for people. And the very next verse says, so they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. I know I lost half of y'all right there. They've had the biggest catch he's ever had in his fishing career. Enough of a catch, Lord have mercy, so that they set a record in the amount of fish caught on Lake Genesaret. Enough of a catch. They needed two boats to fill up, good God Almighty, what they had to catch. The boats were so full, the boats started to sink. But the Bible says that when Simon, James, and John got back to the shore, they left the boats. I didn't just say they left the fish. I said they left the boats. I didn't say that. In other words, that they owned, Simon owned the boat. He didn't just quit his job. He left the business. Let somebody else take the profits and follow Jesus because he understood the power of the moment. Somebody up in here, I've come by to let you know as we understand the power of the we. The thing that blesses me about this moment is that every time that Jesus talked, Jesus talked to Simon. But when you look at who went to follow Jesus, it was Simon, James, and John. You see, because Simon didn't try to hold on to the blessing for himself. But Simon, James, and John understood that something had been happening along that day that was shifting the fact of who they were. Okay, I'm trying to help somebody. You can get caught up and believing that everything God is doing is for you and you being the exceptional Negro and you being the exceptional person. You so holy. You so saved. You so sanctified. You so good. But if you can't take your crew with you, I would argue that you missing the moment. I would argue that you don't don't really understand, good God Almighty, the fullness of what God's trying to do with you. Don't you understand that God had already been working with Simon, James, and John? Said that James and John were Simon's business partners, and they had to understand that God had shaped them in relationship in the business, so they could be in relationship for the kingdom. That God had them hang out when they were younger. So God, when they had the transformation, could know that they could trust each other when God was about to do what God was about to do. That God was able, good God Almighty, in a moment, to be able to shift their lives together. To be able to shift, not just Simon by himself, but the Bible says they left everything but each other. Oh, I just said something right there. They left everything but each other. Leave the boats, leave the nets, leave the fish. But homie, we got each other. And I know we've been catching fish together, but this man just said, we gonna catch men together. And when you look back over it, Simon, 
James and John are one quarter of the apostles of the church. That here they are, fishers, but God had a ship for them that made them more relevant, not just in Lake Genesaret, but made them relevant at Suitland High School, made them relevant in Prince George's County, made them relevant two thousand years later because of what God did for them right then. Somebody in here, I can't do this. We can't handle this by ourselves. We need you and you and you and you for the work we about to do in this community. We can't do this by ourselves for the work we about to do with our babies. We can't do this by ourselves for what God's about to do in our businesses. We can't do this by ourselves. Turn your left say, neighbor, I can't handle it. Handle this. There's a flow that's coming. Brother Prince, there's a flow that's coming. I had on the hoodie celebrating your son all day yesterday. Long live PJ. And I've watched you take your pain and turn it into purpose and the power. But I've watched you not just do it by yourself, but I've watched you take your grief and help other families who are grieving make it through their grief. There's a flow that's coming. But we have to be wise enough to understand it's not just going to be about what we see. It's going to be about what God is trying to do in us that we can't see just yet. There was no way on that beach they could understand the crucifixion and the resurrection. They had to walk with Jesus three years to be able to understand what Christ was about. There's no way on that beach in that one moment they could understand the power of the day of Pentecost. There was no way on that beast that Simon, Peter, could understand that on the day of Pentecost he was going to give the initial sermon for the whole Christian faith. God was What is God working on in you right now? Is there anybody honest enough to say, I don't understand it, but I can feel it's something? 
I can't see it fully right now. But I do know there's more to me than what I've been. And something in me, one of the reasons why I'm struggling the way I'm struggling is because something in me keeps telling me there's more. Get to the more that I'm supposed to be. And so it frustrates me because I'm still dealing with where I am while understanding on the inside there's so much more. There's a wave coming in 2023 and I need us to catch the wave. And we shall together have to leave some stuff behind, but it won't be each other. We're gonna need to leave the boats behind. We need to leave the fish behind. There may be some folks who just don't go with us and they stay on the shore. But the folks I've been laboring with, developing relationship, growing with, God's about to take me and my crew to who we're called to be. Because it's the power of we. It's the power of we. Somebody, you got to leave some ego behind. Somebody, you're gonna need to leave some habits behind, some proclivities behind. Somebody, there are gonna be people who aren't ready to go. You're gonna have to let them be on the shore. You know what's beautiful? Is even though they left some people teaching at Lake Genasseret. In that season, they had to be their place in the wave to do what they needed to do. by ourselves. Church, all that are able, we can't have. Told Simon, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Today, I come in that tradition all the way back to Lake Genesaret. I want to throw out the net, but I'm not throwing out the net for fish. I'm throwing out the net in the tradition assignment for people. If you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, today is your day to give your life to Christ. If you've never said, Jesus, I want you to be my choice. Jesus, I give my heart, I give my life to you. I want you to be in charge. If you've never accepted, we say it every Sunday with a community of hope. 
that I woke up doing it this morning. But when you get to the house of the Lord, when you get connected to us, whether it's here or online, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. And we believe that God's got a blessing with your name. God's got a blessing with your name slam on it. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus, world so much he's and him have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior or you may already be saved your church I believe this is a wonderful church why because I believe we're in this love together if you want to join this church today can be your day if you just need to rededicate your faith and say Jesus I'm just trying to leave all that mess behind and I'm trying to follow you. You dedicate your faith. Today's your day. If that's you for one of those three, if you're not saved and you want to give your life to Christ, you want to make this your church home or you want to rededicate your faith, just raise your hand where you are and say, someone today. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. Raise your hand high so I can see it. In the house today. If you're not saved. You need a church. Community of Hope, I told you this is the power of we. You're going to help me today. Wait till I say go. But when I say go, I want you to ask your neighbor two questions. Say, neighbor, are you saved? Second question is, neighbor, do you have a church? I want you to ask three folks. Wait till I say go. Neighbor, are you saved? Neighbor, do you have a church? If they look at you like they don't want to talk to you, ask them twice. Amen. And just tell them, look, I just want to make sure it's right with you. If they say they need to give their life to Christ or they need a church, I just want you to lift your hand real tall for us so we can pray for them as well. Come on, find three folks right now. We'll just ask them all over the house. Neighbor, are you saved? Neighbor, do you need a church? Neighbor, online, online, if you want to make a decision for Christ, all you have to do, there's a link right there in the chat rooms, or you can be one one. 77411, softly, softly, 77411, text the word hope decision, it's one word, That's yeah, my goodness, everybody, won't you all do me a favor? All of those who raised your hand, won't you just meet right here at the altar? Won't you just make your way to the altar? I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you. We're not going to do nothing to you. Nothing scary, nothing crazy. We just want to come. We just want to celebrate. Is there someone else? There's still room at the altar for you. Is there someone else today? You need to give your life to Christ. You need to Make this your church home. Is there someone else today? Today is your day. Just turn to your neighbor and say, you sure you don't need to go down? Are you sure? Tell them, I'll go down there with you. I got your back. We're in this thing together. In this thing together. We thank God. Just put something in the chat. Say, it's me. Uh, text the word hope. Four one one. Stretch your hands to these who are the. It's my words, but your faith. I'll say God. Who died for me, 
and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you called me to be. So today, I thank you that I'm saved. I got a church home, rededicated my faith. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Now come on, somebody give God some praise in the house today for these who have come. Everyone who has come, if you could just follow my ministers right